You want to know what's bullshit? I just played um, earlier. I played a little clip of my last episode to see if I could hear uh, the the background noise, the cicadas and scent and crickets and shit in the background. Um, spoiler alert! Ugh, I can't speak. Spoiler alert! I can't hear them. Other thing sucks is they counted freaking Anchor counted it as a play, and, I, and it's not like I played it on Spotify. I played it on Anchor off of my own uh, uh, account, so I don't know. Whatever, I, I don't care. I don't care that much. It don't matter. Um, I'm also in a dilemma right now. You want to know what it is? It's it's hot-ish, right, in my room. But the AC's off, so I don't hear all this goddamn, you know, fucking whirring and shit. At least not for now. But I don't want to sleep like this. The only way to solve it is for the AC to turn on and give me a headache as I fall asleep. So, you know? Yorgos Lanthimos. No, that is not a spell. That is the name of a Greek filmmaker. Uh, and so far for me, he is two for two. Okay. I watched the lobster a couple maybe four years ago. Um, yeah, the lobster came out 2015 and I saw it 2016 because I was supposed to go see it at the Nighthawk theater in Williamsburg. Um, and I couldn't go, uh, I, I, I didn't get to go for some reason. I was probably... No, uh, no, I think it was in theaters um, for a super limited run. And then when I finally was able to go, it was fucking out of theaters. Um, and also, I think they show, and I think when they showed it, it was like early in the mornings and shit, which is, or, or like first showing, you know, not early in the morning, but like first showing. So like 10 a.m., uh, 11 a.m. showings, which, you know, I'm not fucking getting up out of my bed just to go. And even if I was up, it's like, if I'm up, I'm probably doing some shit at that time, you know? I'm not going all the way to Williamsburg. These days, I don't really mind, you know? I mean, not these days. These days, I'm fucking locked down. I'd be, uh, I'm, I'm happy looking at paint dry, you know? That's more interesting than, <laughs> than most of what's going on. But, um, I, yeah, I, the Lobster, I finally, I, I, I'd watched it, um, what I watch it on? I, wa- I watched it after it debuted in theaters, like, or after it was out of theaters, I watched it on some streaming service. I know it wasn't Netflix, it probably wasn't on Netflix, but I think I might have rented it or something, or maybe it's on Hulu, I don't know. But The Lobster, interesting, interesting movie. I give it a pass for sure. Even though at the time I remember when I was watching it, I was like, uh, this is kind of excruciating. Even though it was funny, I, I, I just couldn't get into the style. But then after having finished it, you know, I, I was thinking and slowly I was won over by it. I mean, it's a charming movie and it's interesting. And the, and, and it's the deadpan humor is fucking hilarious. Like, even though I could, even though I could hardly keep my eyes open, um, uh, for some of it, like, I, I'd be, I'd be listening to, to the, to the dialogue and just fucking, oh my God, yo, this is, this is, uh, you know, this is just incredibly fucked, you know, 
Um, and, and I'm sure if I were to watch it again, I'd be totally hooked in. So that's definitely like, that's a pass in my book for sure. You know, I, I could, I definitely understand that the style is not for everyone and it wasn't for me for sure at the moment I watched it, but like thinking back, it was great. Now I just sat down, uh, and threw a random movie on, right? It's a movie that's been on my list probably since it, I saw it the first time I saw it on I mean obviously it can't have been that that long ago but it's another Yorgos Lanthimos movie also led by Colin Farrell and with uh and with Nicole Kidman you know and I forget the other kid's name the the antagonist the actor but he was incredible too and I and I feel like I've seen his face before but I don't I can't recall what I should have looked it up but um I uh, the killing of a sacred deer and that movie is god yo fucking hell that movie i i definitely like more than the lobster um especially i mean like i mean the lobster is also i, I mean i don't i don't know if i'm so much into romance as i like to think i am <laughs> you know like for a hopeless romantic type that I probably would be if I were ever to be in a relationship. Uh, I, I, I'm not super into romance story. I mean, like real life, maybe, I guess, you know, like the, the, the daily, uh, romances of the people in my life that I know. And I mean, and not even like the drama shit. Cause I don't fucking really like, that's the thing about the lobster. There's no real drama to, well, there is. But, I mean, to the relationships themselves, there's no, like, extra beef or, or you know, bloat to them, you know? Um, it's very cut and dry, uh, basically, right? And that's, and that's this dude's style. So, this movie, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, is... God, man, it's, it's so visceral. Everything, like... I don't know, man. So, basically... Oh, let me, before I do that, The Lobster, if you have never heard of it, I would suggest it if you're into really interesting, different films. But basically, the movie is about, um, and I'm talking about even beside the premise of the movie, which I'll tell you in a sec, but I'm talking about like style, uh, 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 the style of acting, set design, color, cinematography. If you're into really interesting and weird stuff, definitely check that out. But the premise is basically... At some point in everyone's life, I think at the same age in everyone's life, uh, you have to go to this resort or retreat or whatever um, with a bunch of other people and find a partner or soulmate or whatever within that, within like a month or something like that, right? And if you don't find that by the, if you don't find your life partner by the end of it, uh, you get turned into an animal of your choice and the main character chooses a lobster that's what he that's what he'd like to be if he doesn't uh find this thing right um so definitely check it out but here's the killing of a sacred deer this one's i can't i mean it's hard to say anything without really spoiling it very very much but here's what i'll say a teenager uh upends a successful doctor's life um by slowly 
injecting himself into his family, I guess. I, I guess that's the only way I can do it. Because, I mean, and, and I mean, I could just fucking spoil the thing right now because, you know, first of all, no one's listening. Second of all, if you are listening, uh, you know, you'll, you can live without one podcast. And also, go fucking watch the movie. It's really, it's really, really good. And if you're not into it, like, this is also another really weird one because, I mean, just like that, just like uh, The Lobster. And apparently, uh, uh, Yorgos most has another movie called, um, he has a bunch of other movies, but there's another movie called uh, Dog Tooth, which, uh, which I saw referenced in an interview about like his style of filmmaking. And uh, apparently it's the same style, but, or, or it's a similar style, right? Because not even The Lobster and and The Killing of a Sacred Deer are, are they're not identical in style they're very very much different you know and then the killing of a sacred deer right it's uh i'm gonna just start calling it sacred deer you know like i'm like i'm fucking someone from the crew <laughs> you know when uh, people people on a movie set especially with long names they just start they just like uh uh they all just um um freaking condense it down to like one or two words so if it were for one of my projects the last punk on earth i'll probably just call start calling it last punk you know or some shit like that because i mean yeah if you end up saying the thing over and over and over again it gets annoying and repetitive but um yeah uh so this movie it's it's this weird thing that all right, there are not many movies where the camera is very much a character and has a presence in the film, right? Because, listen, you ever heard of that YouTube channel, Every Frame of Painting? In this this movie, Every Frame of Painting, every time he pauses it and then the, on Netflix and the title came up, like, beside it, uh, or, like, on the, on the side, like, on the left side of the screen, um, it looked like it belonged there it looked like a poster for the film or whatever the hell because the film is so impeccably shot everything is super intentional like incredibly intentional and it's noticeable and and where the film is and where the camera is placed and how it's placed and how it moves and all of it is you know it it not only does it help drive the story in a really, really compelling way where you're focusing on the only things that need to be focused on. Um, not only that, but it's, it, it feel, it feels like it's alive and there and, or like it's an entity. And I was listening to interviews while I was washing dishes after having watched the movie, right? I was listening to Jorgen Santa most, uh, a couple of interviews with him. Right. And he mentioned uh, the camera that was totally intentional. I mean, obviously, if he did a fucking thing by mistake, I'd be like, yo, dude, you just slipped on a banana peel and did a backflip. If 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 this was supposed to be a mistake, because I mean, it's not. He's a very methodical, very I could tell he's like, just look at any scene of his work. He's like the the deadpanness of certain scenes and whatever. Like when, man, when a character emotes or when an actor finally gets to emote any 
any any emotion, you know, like at like anything that's past the deadpanness of most of their delivery, um, which, mind you, does not detract from the film, uh, just because, like, like if you take, I think if I were to read the the script before having watched the movie, I would imagine it the exact same way. You know, without knowing who the director or writer are, like, if I were to just read the script totally cold, I feel like I'd imagine the same way. Because, I mean, the dialogue and 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 the characters, for the most part, don't move from where they, you know, from any spot. They're very, very much, uh, uh, very, very much, uh, uh, what's the word? Rooted, I guess. Static. You know, and it doesn't attract. It really doesn't. I mean, I think it really just, it really makes you hyper focus on on dialogue and story and connecting things, and not even really connecting things. Because I mean, here's the thing: the movie's not. Once you finish it, you the movie's not trying to connect things. The entire thing is very much a straightforward thing and this is a little spoiler skip forward 15 seconds if you don't want to hear it this is a little spoiler one one sentence uh the movie literally just tells you what it's going to do and then it does it it tells you what's going to happen and then it happens and then it's just for you know then you're just along for the ride um and then when it still when all the events still take place right it it, it hits you and it hurts, man. I should have asked my sister a question after watching. I, d- I didn't ask her, I, but my I mean, my question to her or to you, if you've seen this movie, uh, what would you have done in, in in the scenario that that the main character was placed in? Colin Farrell's character character was placed placed in. You know. Um. So, yeah, that's incredible. The movie's incredible. If if just get to halfway through, and if halfway through, uh, you're you're still not feeling it, and I mean halfway, an hour in, it's two hours and a minute, uh, including credits. Okay, you go to halfway through. If you if you get there and you're not into it, then fine. But once you get there, you're gonna be hooked. Cause I I was like, I mean, for the first forty five, for the first say thirty minutes, I was like, okay. I mean, this is still establishing the whole thing, you know. This is still the first act. Um, but really, the first act lasts the first half of the movie, you know. The structure is not not particularly uh, standard, you know. The first act, to me, seems to end about 60 minutes in. Um, because that's when everything's basically set up... Uh, it's not a conventional film, for sure. So, definitely check it out. Uh, the Killing of a Sacred Deer, directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, uh, uh, and led by uh, Colin Farrell, Nicole Kidman, and that kid who played the fucking villain, who has such a goddamn punchable face, and I am so happy that this kid is getting work like that, because he did incredibly... I hate him so much. <laughs> you know? 
you know when someone plays a role a little too well, it's like, God, man, if I ever see you in the street, I'm going to hide my kids, hide my wife, and possibly pull a gun, you know? It, it's, it's really, it's really, really good. And then, and then even the, the, the two uh, actors who played um, um, the main character's kids, the parents' kids, obviously the parents' kids, I mean, it's a stupid thing to say, but they did incredibly too. They, they really, really did well, especially the, the, the boy. He was really good. Like even, and like, and here's the thing, you would think, I feel like, all right, I feel like there, there is such a, and watching this movie for sure, I, absolutely, there is such a, uh, you know, it's great to see child actors being emotive and, and, and not overacting and they're, and they fit in the scene and they feel good and all that. But to see child actors stick to the mood of a film like this is impressive, if you ask me. So anyway, I feel like that's, yeah. I mean, I, there's so much more to say about this. I'll probably... I'll probably end up talking about it again some other time, but I mean, the next movie I need to watch is a favorite because I wanted to watch it. It, it was it was it was uh, nominated for multiple Oscars last year, I or this year. I wanted to watch it. I just never got to see it in theaters. I, I had so many. I was trying to get to go see it multiple times, and my schedule never fucking worked out. Um, so it really pissed me off, especially since I fucking love Emma Stone. And, and if you, if you're, if you've listened to, no one's listened to the early episodes, but, um, if you know, I fucking love Emma Stone, you know? So, um, yeah. And it looks incredible. The filmmaking looks incredible. The filmmaking looks like any, like any Leibovitz, <laughs> uh, 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 was the cinematographer. At least from the clips I've seen, because it looks like her work. At least they're her. Sh- I'm specifically thinking of her shots of uh, her photographs of uh, Queen Elizabeth. You know, so. Yeah, it, it's. Um, yeah, the next thing I'm gonna watch is a favorite. It's on Hulu, with the with the Cinemax, I th- Cinemax I think, or Stars, one of those two. I think it's Cinemax. The Cinemax add-on. Um, so I'm gonna just get the free trial of that and watch that shit when I can, probably tomorrow, I'm off to, I'm off-ish tomorrow, I gotta edit a project, um, yeah, and then send out a couple emails, and that's it, yeah, oh, I think I'm, 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 I think it's pretty confirmed, I'm definitely staying in New York once we go back, um, because I got, uh, I'm getting work lined up, so, yeah, yeah, so that's good, you know? I'm here yawning. Let me stop yawning and knock out. I shouldn't be doing that on camera, on, on, on mic. You know? I'm not trying to put you to fucking sleep, even though I sound like I've been asleep this entire time with my goddamn quiet voice. That's why I like doing this shit outside, because I could just fucking yell at the, yell at the stars <laughs> about my problems and my thoughts and my opinions and shit. Uh, my, my, I say my problems like I have any. Whatever. It's all good.